more than half conscious. It wouldn't do any good to get mad at him for being clumsy. Nathan had always been pretty much useless anyway. He never would understand what his sister Cordelia had seen in him. Nathan and Titus were both from Culpeper County. The Brannan farm, which had been in the family for years, was a few miles from the town of Culpeper, sometimes known as Culpeper Courthouse. Nathan had lived in town and worked as a law clerk. A slim, studious young man, he had been ostracized by the community when he refused to join the Confederate Army and fight for the Southern cause. Instead, on principle, Nathan had gone north and enlisted with the Yankees. That hadn't stopped him from winding up in the middle of a bunch of Confederate prisoners. Titus had heard the story several times and still found it hard to believe. Fleeing back into the town of Fredericksburg when the Yankee attack on Marie's Heights collapsed, Nathan had been jumped by a Confederate deserter and knocked unconscious. The man had switched uniforms with Nathan so he could pass unmolested through the Union lines, leaving Nathan behind clothed in rebel gray. The Yankees who had grabbed Nathan during the retreat across the Rappahannock hadn't believed the seemingly wild yarn he told them about being a member of their army. Nathan's captors saw the Confederate uniform, and that was more than enough for them. He was a prisoner of war of his own army. He and Titus had wound up in the same group of prisoners. Titus wasn't the pitying sort, but he knew Cordelia had a soft spot for Nathan, so he tried to explain to their captors that, despite his Virginia accent, Nathan really was on their side. They hadn't listened to him either, of course. After that, the whole thing struck Titus as sort of funny. Nathan had gone to such lengths to avoid being a Confederate, and wound up one anyway. The two of them had been together ever since. He wasn't sure where they were bound. He knew it would be some Yankee prison camp. After being taken across the Potomac by General Ambrose Burnside's retreating forces, the prisoners had been put on a train. For several days they had ridden the rails, hundreds of men packed into cramped, cold, nearly airless freight cars. Men who were unlucky enough to have been wounded in the battle were given no medical care, so each time the train stopped and the doors were rolled back and the prisoners were allowed a little exercise, some of them were dead. Yankee soldiers dragged the bodies to the open doors and tossed them out like bags of potatoes. Titus would never forget the soggy thumps as the dead man hit the ground. He had figured they would ride the train all the way to the prison camp, wherever that might be, but after a few days the captives had been herded out of the cars while the train was stopped on a siding in the middle of some winter desolate farm country. "'It'll be Shank's mare the rest of the way for you boys,' one of the guards told them. "'Abe Lincoln needs this train for something more important than carrying rebel scum like you.' Since then they had been marching through the rain along some seemingly endless narrow lanes— There weren't enough guards, and some of the prisoners probably could have made a break for it, if they had not been so sick and dispirited. But that would mean fighting, and they had all had their fill of that. All but a few. Titus wished he could get his hands on a gun again. He wouldn't mind dying if he could just kill a few more Yankees first. Killing was the only thing that had kept him alive, since Polly. Best not to think about Polly, he told himself, now as her image floated up in his memory. She was beautiful, sure, and most men in his situation would cling desperately to memories of their wives, but that was not the case. If it weren't for Polly, 
he never would have been at Fredericksburg in the first place. She had made her choice. She had picked her father over him. Titus supposed he couldn't blame her. He was just a farmer, not penniless, but certainly not rich, and Polly's father, Duncan Ebersol, owner of the plantation called Mountain Laurel, was the wealthiest man in the county. When the inevitable clash came and Polly sided with her father, Titus had left Mountain Laurel and gone home to the farm. He never should have left there in the first place, he had thought many times since. He should have known better than to marry Polly, but pride and ambition and lust had convinced him otherwise. Well, he had learned a bitter lesson, he thought, and in order to get away from all the bad memories, he had joined the army and gone off to fight the Yankees, and look where that had gotten him. There he went, rehashing the past again despite his resolve not to. He glanced up ahead and saw smoke on the horizon.